This is a wonderful, wonderful work of Jesus, isn't it? He's, he's the guy getting all the credit around here. At least I sure hope so. We had a great time down in Yuma. So let me just say, uh, Pastor PK and, and his wife Claudette, uh, they did. They did roll out the red carpet. They were very attentive. Uh, took his, I, I, I can't hang. Now, something you guys may not know about Dan and I, we have a lot of similarities, but then we have a lot of unique diversification as well. He can put some food away. I can't so much. You wouldn't, you wouldn't know it. You, you wouldn't know it. But I'm not a big, heavy eater. And good God, did we eat down there, man, to the point I was about to die. I was like, I can't do it. PK, stop. I can't eat any more food. It's morning, lunch, and dinner, man. And then 9.30 at night, what? Anybody hungry? So, man, we, we put some food away in the breakfast down there. It's like platters like this. Ham steaks like this. It was crazy. So that, that was awesome. But we had a great time. Went to San Diego. Uh, beautiful city. Uh, very diversified city. Uh, never seen anything like it, actually. Um, it, was, it was very, very nice. So they did, they did a wonderful job at taking care of us. And the people of Yuma greet you. The church of Yuma greets you. Uh, wanted to send their love uh, to all of you uh, from Pastor PK down. Um, and boy, what, what a great time we had there. Uh, PK's our brother in the Lord. Amen. And uh, God is strengthening that brotherhood. There, there was a, a, a wonderful work in many diversifications, but there was something that I wanted to just bring uh, to the table this morning. Um, Dan has been preaching a lot about uh, unification and the spirit of unity. And, you know, when the angel of the Lord visits you, sometimes when you're in the carnal mind, you're in the man of sin, you can't, you can't really hear God, can you, Tim? You can't really hear what God is talking to you because that, that man of sin is kind of a barrier between you and the Lord. But when he is taken out of the way, oh boy. God pulls up a chair and invites you to that table and sits you there and, and you begin to conversate with the Lord. Everything begins to change. And it's like walking in Yuma with Pastor Dave um, and, and the word of the Lord coming to that thing that Dan referenced about the word of God and you wants to serve the Lord, right? Well, God added to that this week. God added to that. And took me back into some things, and, and we were dealing in the body with the familiar spirit and some of those things of Antichrist, discerning some spirits. I mean, you got to discern spirits, right? You got to. If you don't discern spirits, you don't really progress, do you? Sometimes the Word of God's got to provoke you. Well, guess what? Even in the eldership, God still provokes all the time. Doesn't he, Dan? Doesn't he provoke you? Do you ever get reproved? Do you still get reproved? Ah. So if you're thinking that there's this, this certain place I got to get to, I just got to get to this place where Dan's at and all will be well. Yeah, that's true. God can do a great work. And in the Son of God, in Daniel, can have overcome the man of sin. But there's a very, very big world in him. And what, what does God want to do for that world? Doesn't he want to save it all? 
Naomi? Or does he want to leave anything out? So if there be anything in us, anything at all, and you might say, oh, no, I'm just full of God. I'm, I'm full of love. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. But yet, one visitation of the Lord, and God might reveal a thought still working in this world that he wants to address. He wants to convert. He wants to heal. He wants to save. He wants to deliver. And these are the kinds of things that God is doing in our midst right now. These are the kinds of things that God's doing in our body. This is the body of the Lord. And it's interesting because when we take a thought like the word of God in us wants to live for God, Naomi. God can actually visit that word and take that word back and remind you of how that word used to love strife. You say, wait, wait, you're talking about the word. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Because when that word of God in you, Nancy, is very young, sometimes it can, in the wrong perception, be a little rebellious. Sometimes it can be like Israel and think it already knows a thing and doesn't. Sometimes you can think you understand things you don't understand. Oh, come on now. Sometimes you think you have the wisdom or the interpretation of a thing and you don't. Sometimes that word can be more of a work in knowledge and merchandising what you think to be a thing understood. And what can that create? Can that create a spirit that actually opposes the Christ in you, the word of God? I'm talking about the Christ in prophecy. Because if you, if you have not understood yet, every single one of you are in Christ. Now, that may not yet be working in your imagination, but I promise you this. In God, his work of salvation for you is already done. Haven't you heard Rick say that over the years many, many times? And have you also not heard him say, Dan said, others have said, in my world, you're not like what you are in yours. You might think yourself unworthy, but in my world, you might be preaching the gospel. What a stark difference that would be, wouldn't it? But you see, these spirits try to oppose and they work against you. But God can come in a moment and, and revisit those thoughts, Hondon. Go all the way back years ago and show you how actually spirits worked. Spirits of fear, spirits of doubt, spirits of prejudice. You say, well, there's no prejudice in me. Oh, boy, you better let God talk to you. Now, don't, don't misinterpret me. I'm not just talking about what the world has defined as prejudice. I'm not even talking skin color right now. I'm talking about prejudice in the word of God, thinking you yourself are greater. You yourself are beyond where others may be at. You might think you've obtained to some things, and you ever look down with the proud look, which is the first abomination, and think yourself greater than another? Oh, boy. Don't we want these things discerned? But here's what God does. When God begins to purge you, when God begins, his anointing begins to come to that word of God in you and begin to direct you and teach you and instruct you and guide you and lead you. You say to me, well, the scripture says that when the anointings come, you'll have no need of a man teaching you. Well, there's a man right there. You going to tell me that your interpretation of that is that you don't need this man? 
or is there another interpretation? Which man has been leading you? Which man was John talking about? Which man was John saying, you won't have any more need of this man to lead you? The anointing will lead you. David said in Psalms 55, I, I've been going to church with the wrong man. I've been going to church with a familiar friend. I've been going to church for years with spirits that have been whispering in my ear, telling me what the interpretation of everything Daniel was saying. And I form my own ideology. John is saying, when the anointing has come, you're going to walk away from that man and you'll have no need that that man teach you anymore. You're not going to be taught according to the flesh. Paul said it like this. When the Holy Ghost came, he took me up by revelation. He took me up by the anointing. And he led me into that wilderness and God talked to me. That's what we need. So when God begins to talk to us, Micah, can he take us back and show us how strife worked? How division worked. All, think about it. If Dan's talking about all these things of unity, and he's not the only one, I get it. The Holy Ghost in him is doing these things. Make no mistake. I just happen to know what's in him. Rick knows what's in him. It's the angel of the Lord. It's, it's Christ. That's why I follow this guy. That's why I submit to him in all things. There can be no division among us. God's not going to let it be. And if there is, if you're following and submitting and being obedient, like Dan talked about, what is God going to do for you? Is he going to show it to you? The thing of disobedience, is he going to show it to you? What if I told you spirits work there? What if I told you when you have a rebellious spirit, when you're not submitting, when you're not being obedient, that there's actually spirits working there to oppose you, talking to the word of God, to oppose that word of God in you and to keep it from coming into the fullness of prophecy. But then God can visit you and show you, here's where strife worked. You remember this? You remember this strife? You remember how much you love this strife? Oh, I do remember. And boy, I did love it. People tell me all the time, I want to I be free from this curse. But I love witchcraft. I love strife. I love this division. I love it when something among the brotherhood is, is pointed out. Someone else other than myself is pointed out. Because then it takes the attention off me and that man of sin in me can hide. Now, you don't actually think that way. The thought is there. You just don't know who it is working the thought. So you do think that way. You just don't know why. But then God visits you and shows you, remember when this disunity worked? Remember when the instigation of wrath and division and disunity and hatred and strife? Should I even say murder? You say, what is such a thing as discord? What if I told you it leads to murder? John said, you can say, I love my brother. Or I'm sorry, I love God who, who you have not seen, but you hate your brother who you have seen. You're a liar, John said. That's plain preaching. He said, you're a liar and you do not walk in the truth. 
But as God begins to visit that, he shows you where he's purged it. He shows you where he's visited it. He shows you where when you were obedient and you did submit and you came into truth, how, he, how he's been converting the heart, changing the heart. And now not only does the word of God in you love God and want to serve God, but the word of God in you is beginning to love, love. You love peace. You don't want that strife anymore. You want peace. You want the joy of the Lord. John said, we're giving this to you by witness, mind you. We have seen him. We've touched him. We've handled him the word of life. We're preaching this to you that your joy may be full also and that you may have fellowship with us. See, God's not stingy. God's not selfish. Now, you could interpret it to say that before God could do anything in any one of you, God has to do what? Before Dan can help anybody in here, what, what did God have to do for him? Did God have to teach him how to help himself? Did he have to address that world in his own heart? Peter said, save yourselves from this untoward generation. If you're working knowledge and you're out here trying to evangelize everybody you see, but you've never had a conversation with God inwardly, and you're sitting at that table fellowshipping devils, what kind of profitability do you think there will be in such a thing? You've got to let this thing go inward and go deep and let God discern the heart. Because Jeremiah said the heart is wicked, didn't he? So what is in this world? I, I want to take your hand and point to yourself and ask the question, what is in this world? That's personal, Micah. That's intimate. That's not you looking over here to Michelle saying, Michelle, what's in your world? No, that's you and God, bro. That's you and God, Tim. That's you and God, Naomi. Now, Dan can guide you in some things and has. Awesome. But where does it ultimately come down to? Do you and God have to build a relationship? Don, do you and God have to start talking? Do you and the Lord have to visit do you have to sit at his feet like Mary and listen to him expound the revelation, the resurrection to you? Why? Because you have to know it yourself. You can't just hang off a man's coattails. You got to come into the revelation of Jesus. That's the inheritance of God for every single one of you. So this morning, when you think about the gospel of Jesus Christ and what God is doing in our midst, is God not making us whole? Is God not healing us right now? Can you look back without condemnation and see where God has delivered us from strife and discord and hatred and murder and pride and all of those abominable things? Can you see it? Can you? Why well, not get much of a response on that? I would think that we would all be worshiping God because he has done a great work of salvation and delivered us from that man of sin. But here's part two. What is he putting in its place? Is he restoring unto us the joy of our salvation, Daniel? Can you see the change in the church in Chicago? I'm just going to say it. I, I, I don't say this for anything um, 
intentful to cause division. But I will tell you this. God started this work right here in Chicago. This, this church of Chicago, just like in the book of Acts, God led the way here. And it's, it's following down to every one of our churches and making us whole. So any divisions, is God overcoming it? What's he replacing it with, bro? Unity, love, joy, peace. We talk a lot about the gifts of the Spirit. What about the fruit of the Spirit? Is God giving us back our faith? Is he giving us back our joy? Are we walking in unity? And you say, well, I don't know, man. There's, there's still pretty good war going on up in here. Don't worry. Don't worry. At the appointed time, God has given you very good examples. At the appointed time, is God not going to go right down the line and pull all of us in? Because we're all in different places. Let's just, let's just be honest about that. We're all in different places. I went to Rick one time. I said, Rick, why, why are you first? Why, why are you so far ahead? His answer was profound. I was just first in prophecy. That's all. <laughs> that was it. It was no great Bible study. Didn't need a great lesson. That just boom, there you go. So you always know there's going to be someone ahead of you, huh, Tim? You good with that? Oh, come on now. What does that really tell you? What, what's that story tell you then? If Dan over here is ahead of you, you could look at it in the wrong perception and say, man, he's so far ahead, I'm never going to get there. Or look at what God did for him. That's a mirror. That's telling me in the word of God where I'm going. If he's, follow the leader. I like it. If God's done it for one, he's going to do it for me. Where's that mindset? Where's that proclamation when you wake up in the morning, when you start your day, and that devil starts to whisper to you? Where's that word back to him? Oh, I may not be there right now, but I'm looking at one that God did it for. You ain't got no power over there. That's where God's taking me, devil. Ain't no fear in that. No division in that. No disunity in that. No separation in that. That's not, that's not us being way over here and God's ministry way over there. No, 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 no. We're all following the leader, right? I preach it out there. Who's on the Lord's side? Moses took that sword, man, put it in the earth. Oh, Korah, a brother, mind you. Think about it. A brother working against the prophet of the Lord, sin of God. The earth opened up, swallowed him up. I mean, look, when the word of the Lord says, hey, who's on the Lord's side? You better get to running. If you're not running to the Lord's side, that earth opens up, swallows you up. You say, oh, my God. So God's a murderer. He's destroying. He's going to destroy me if I don't just do everything you guys say. Nope, 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 nope. We didn't say that. God's not a murderer. It just means... That for right now, we may have to suffer you and your desire for the things of the world and your love for the carnal mind. Because that's what death is. It's not a destruction. It's just a state of mind. But what if you get so fed up, Naomi, with that carnal mind? With that, what, what, what Micah happens when, 
when you're in that wilderness place and that devil is revealed and you're like, my God, that's, that's the origin of this thing. That's where all this came from. That's where the war came from. That's where the jealousy and the envy and the strife and all of those things came from. And God reveals it to you. And then you get an unction from the Holy One. You get an unction from the Holy Ghost. You get an unction from the anointing. And chains begin to fall off. We were up in Boise and Ann was testifying. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm in a vision, man. Chains are just falling off. I heard this testimony and man, my heart was leaping inside, just glorifying God, sanctifying the Lord because God had just delivered someone greatly loved among us. Now what happens when that catches fire? The devil has spent so much time trying to convince you and persuade you that you're not who God said you are. Need I remind you that the devil is a liar. Everything he's ever told you has been a lie. Hold on. Everything he's told you has been a lie. Jesus is our truth. And when Jesus sits down with us, he expounds truth. He's never lied to us, Tim, ever. He's never lied to us, guys, ever. And when we're sitting at that table and the Lord is talking to us, he can take us back and remind us of what used to work. He can show it to us, and that's for a learning. That's for a discernment. You don't want to miss that conversation because God is not there to condemn you or remind you of how you fell. In that conversation, he's there to discern some spirits for you and tell you how it got there, tell you how that fall happened, to show you how that man of sin got created, to show you what it was that took you away from your first love. And this is my encouragement to you this morning. If God visits you, my wife did get some wonderful visitations this week. But I told her yesterday, I talked with Dan, I talked with uh, Rick, I talked with Pastor B. And I sat down because God had already told me, now she's, now she's got to become it. Now she's got to become it. And you say, wait, wait, hold, what's the difference? This over the next year to two years is where that word of God that God gave you, that he quickened to you, the revelation that came to you, that anointing that came to you, Tim, that, that word of truth that came to you, gave you a good, solid word of God. Over the next several weeks and months and a couple of years, I remember Rick used to tell me, he said, oh, just wait, just wait. You ain't, Gary, you ain't going to be the same person you are today. A year from now, you're going to be very different. He ever tell you that, Dan? couple years from now, you're going to be very different. Just love God, man. You know what he was saying? Over the next couple of years, that word God just gave, you're going to become it. You just have a word right now. You don't fully understand it, do you? Oh, but you will. And guess what happens when that devil tries to stop it? You got angels of God. You've got apostolic ministry here we're going to guard the way we're going to guard the house we're going to guard the door when we see that wolf coming oh yeah we're going to thump him on the head aren't we we're going to thump him on the head and we're going to warn him hey buddy don't even think about it don't even think about it 
So you don't have to worry about that, do you, Naomi? Because you got a husband covering you. And you got a husband covering you. Michelle, you got a husband covering you. Don, you got a husband covering you. This is good stuff. You say, well, what should I focus on? Focus on the Lord. When you're sitting at the table, you focus on the word of God. That's why we've instructed you, learn this book. Get into this doctrine. I'm telling everybody everywhere I go. This man took the time to write it. Go read it. Made it real simple for you. Actually, I, I kind of consider it cheating because I didn't have that when I was coming up. So you, you're getting a little bit of help, aren't you? But don't worry, it's not really cheating. It's a good thing. So go crack that book, sit down, learn the basic principles of the doctrine of Christ, starting with repentance. That's the first thing Jesus preached when he came, repentance. And trust me, there's some things that need to be repented from. You need to turn from and turn to. And one day, God will sit down with you and remind you what it used to be and showed you how he saved you, how he delivered you, where the origin of it came from, and then show you what he's created in you. Show you how you went from loving strife to loving love. You say, well, God is love. Yes. He'll show you now how you really love God. And you know what's behind it? You know the secret sauce? It was all Jesus all the time. You didn't do it by yourself, Naomi. It was Jesus helping you. You guys with us? Oh, we know you are. Did you hear me? We know you're with us. That's why you're here. So don't take no thought, worry yourself sick about what's, not, what's left and what's still working in you. Trust God. Trust the Lord. Trust us. If the word of God in us has, been, has overcome that wicked one, then you're next, aren't you? Whosoever will. God loves you. God's with you. Be at peace. Let the love of Jesus Christ fill your heart. God has restored some wonderful things to us. And we, as Rick says so many times, we've only scratched the surface. Amen?